Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, your place to manage stress, reduce the risk of burnout, and find more balance in your life as an SLP, or as a helping professional of any kind, and really, just as a human being. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and today we'll be talking about something that most, if not all of us, have experienced, imposter syndrome. So there is this thing that we SLPs experience regularly in a huge amount that likes to come calling when we're maybe not 100% sure of a therapy protocol, or if a session went differently than we had planned, or maybe when a parent asks us a question and catches us off guard, or when your supervisor just says, oh, are you sure? It's that little voice calling you from afar like a creature luring you into a forbidden fairy tale forest only to trick you once you follow it. It's imposter syndrome. That feeling that you are a fraud, that you know nothing, that you are lucky you have made it this far and that today might be the day when you are exposed and found out. I know I have experienced this as an SLP as a yoga teacher, as a writer, an author, as a coach here in this very space, it's that sudden panic or that sudden thought of, oh no, I can't be enough. I can't be the one to do this. Who am I to do this? And I know I'm not alone in this feeling, especially as an SLP. So many SLPs, maybe you, Head to work each day with your fingers crossed, hoping that no one notices that you have absolutely no clue what you're doing, or at least it feels that way. That even though you've spent six or so years learning all the ins and out of the field and how to do therapy and how to evaluate someone and that you are in fact the expert in this, that somehow you're really just a fraud disguised as the expert and the one who is knowledgeable about all this stuff. Imposter syndrome can be a huge block when it comes to letting go of stress, to connecting to your work and growing within it, even when challenges arise. It can come from perfectionism and that kind of competitiveness that is often in our field, especially in grad school, and that sense of judgment that I know we have all seen within our field and in social media. And it's really no wonder when you look at a few things about imposter syndrome. So according to the APA, imposter phenomenon, also called imposter syndrome, occurs among high achievers who are unable to internalize and accept their success. They often attribute their accomplishments to luck rather than ability and fear that others will eventually unmask them as a fraud. So this means that imposter syndrome happens to those who are used to striving for more, or who are told you have to do more. Let's see who could be the best in this. When you're reaching high productivity levels or taking on huge impossible caseloads and wanting to do the best and to do it right with no mistakes, it means feeling that need to be perfect and to do more than is expected, really more than is possible to prove you're worthy of the position of the work you do and of being the SLP for these students or clients. And I feel that it sums up the realities of being an SLP better than pretty much anything, better than any grad school flyer, any job recruiter, any 
motto or mission statement possibly could. Imposter syndrome can happen when you're in grad school or in your CF year, or maybe as a brand new CCC SLP. But it can also happen when you're a quote unquote seasoned SLP or someone who's been practicing maybe even in the same setting or the same building for decades. If you're leaning towards perfectionism or having to meet high expectations all the time, imposter syndrome is likely to hit and likely to keep you from reaching out for help. So as WebMD puts it professionally, if you believe your career success is due to luck instead of your skills, you may be less likely to ask for a promotion or raise. You could also feel that you need to overwork to meet the unrealistically high standard you've created for yourself. And studies show that imposter syndrome can cause more burnout, lower job performance, and less job satisfaction. So it's not saying that all of the things that are wrong and that are not working like the systemic problems, that that's not all on you. But it is saying that if you say, yeah, I could totally meet 99% productivity, or if you say, that's what they want, I'm going to do it, and you set these high standards, or maybe you create some standards that, yes, you have to have everything perfect, you will not make a single mistake, mostly out of fear, right? Out of fear of being told you made a mistake, being told you can no longer do this job, that you are not good enough. Because if you have ever been told that by a boss or by anyone else, it is hard and it feels terrible and it brings you down. But it's setting ourselves up for that, that that's going to create burnout. That's going to actually make you perform less well at your job because you feel disconnected from it. It lowers that job satisfaction. You don't want to be there, but also because you're trying to take on so much and to do it all perfectly that there's no space, no time for breaks, no time to breathe, no time to move away from it, to recharge, to get fresh ideas, fresh perspectives, and that if you're going, 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 you're going to be exhausted and you're likely to make more mistakes. As an SLP, it's likely you already know how hard burnout can hit especially in this field, and that chronic stress can lead to it. But you might not have realized that it's this perfectionist tendencies or the doing more or doing the job just right that might be leading to the same burnout and overwhelm rather than helping with it. So if you're facing imposter syndrome, here are four things you can do to stop it in its tracks. The first thing you can do is bring in awareness. Where is it that you're currently struggling to do more or to do it perfectly? And where are you feeling that you're not enough and possibly striving to prove that you are and that you can do it? So just observing this part of your day and your habits brings awareness to it. In mindfulness, awareness is often the first step towards creating new habits or making a change. It's about seeing what is happening so you can understand it better without forcing it to be different or labeling it as bad or wrong or not good enough. The second thing you can do is to reflect on it. So once you're aware, you can ask yourself, what is the purpose here? What is not working with this? So you might be familiar with hearing people say, remember your why or what is your why? So when I say, what is the purpose here? That's not quite what I'm talking about. Remembering your why can be helpful when you feel disconnected and have had like a really tough day, but it's something a little different. 
Here, you take a moment to pause and reflect on what the purpose of what you are doing is. What the purpose of this imposter syndrome inducing perfectionist driven thing is and what the point of doing them is. So if you're working really, really hard to do more, to take on more, to prove you can do it, stop and ask yourself, why this action? What is the purpose of it? It can help you to take the awareness to the next level, to move from simply noticing what is happening to understanding why it is happening and why this is what you are using to work with, like why this is the strategy that, that you are stuck in. Often when you go back to the purpose of it all, you can see how the habits and strategies you're using that are leading to imposter syndrome are actually keeping you from reaching that purpose rather than bringing you towards it. So take note of what is not working for you. And then the next step, you'll find some ways to help shift and move forward. And another quick note here. So for example, with this, it could be that you are working longer hours than you're getting paid for. You're getting to work earlier, you are staying really late, you're taking work home on the weekends because you want to do it all and you want to plan and manage every moment. And maybe your purpose, your why behind doing that was that you want to take the stress away from it. You want to get ahead. But really, that's creating more stress, right? It's creating more burnout, creating more stress, creating more feelings of not doing enough by doing more. And so it's having the opposite effect. So once you can acknowledge that and see it, you can see that it's not working and you can move on to the next step. So this is step number three. Shift your focus. What is working? What is going well? If you're stuck in imposter syndrome, you are likely very hard on yourself and critical of the work you do each day. Noticing all of the little details and things that did not go just right or, or completely perfect or that maybe oh, you wanted it to do and be just a little bit different. So your focus is on what is not going well, what you are not doing right and what is not working over and over and over again. And if you start consciously shifting to what is working and train yourself to make this a habit and a routine each day, it can help you to see all the things that you are doing well, give you motivation to do more of those and connect you back to your work without the need to prove that you are worthy of it. So for example here, you may notice that, or maybe focusing on all of the things that go wrong in the sessions that you've planned, all of the ways that you thought they were gonna play out or that you wanted these sessions to go or the activity that you chose to go, and it just does not happen. And so you're focusing on this activity did not go well. I didn't do this right. I am not a good SLP because I could not execute this the way that it was supposed to go. But what you might not be noticing is the thing that is going well that the students had a really fun time with how silly it ended up being and how really they enjoy doing more like free activities. And when things went wrong, it gave you some things to talk about and it gave you some things to explore further. And that is helping them reach their goals and to problem solve and to work on some skills. And so 
you can focus on what is going well there and say, okay, how can I bring more of this into the sessions where they're getting more out of it? And we're not as focused on if the activity went exactly as it was supposed to, to get the results that was said would happen if we did it this way. All right, and the final thing you can do is to reach out for support. So when you are feeling this, even maybe before you go through these first three steps, maybe this is the thing that you do routinely, or this is the thing that you go to first. You reach out for support. Find an SLP friend or mentor that you can reach out to and share your feeling of imposter syndrome with, because it's very likely that they are feeling it too. When I was a new SLP, especially in the school setting, I felt alone with my struggles of feeling disconnected from my work. It seemed like everyone else loved their work. They enjoyed coming in early and staying late, and they like lived to be an SLP with each and every breath. And I just didn't. And that was okay. I just didn't know it then. Having people who I can reach out to now and seeing that others are going through similar things and other things helps to know that we don't need to be perfect as an SLP. We just need to keep showing up and to keep learning. And we don't know it all and we won't always do it just right. Social media can sometimes make this seem even worse when you see people talking about how they would never do therapy this way or showcasing all the perfect and wonderful things in their day while leaving out all the challenges or judging each other for not being perfect. It is not the reality of most things and is typically one-sided. And that is another post for another day. Finding a group of SLPs, maybe online, that are kind, not judgmental or snarky, or a mentor that you can reach out to when things are confusing, or a friend, an SLP friend, or maybe someone in a similar field that you can go to and grab a coffee or wine or do a Zoom call with can help you to work through it. And really to help you see that you are not the only one to, to feel like you don't know it all. If you're feeling that you are not good enough or you're in the wrong field or that you have no idea what you're doing, first know that you are not alone. And second, know that this is imposter syndrome calling you in. Stop for a moment, become aware of it, reflect on it, focus on what is working for you and find someone to connect with where you can share your feelings and your frustrations or ask a question or 12. So now that we've talked about this a little bit more, I'd love for you to share, when do you feel imposter syndrome the most? Is it as a new SLP? Is it as someone switching settings? Or maybe you've felt it your entire career and you're still struggling with it. Please share in the comments below to not only share with me, but to help each other out. And you can head over to jessieandrix.com to share this. You could share it on Instagram, maybe in your stories and tag me at jessieandrix. Or you could send me a message, jessie at jessieandrix.com. And for more resources to help with imposter syndrome and manage stress, make sure you sign up for the Resilient SLP Toolbox. You'll get access to online yoga classes, meditation audios, journal templates, guides, and more. So you can click on the link below to enter your email address for immediate access. And did I mention that it's free? 
So thank you so much for tuning in today and for working through some of this imposter syndrome with me. Love and light to you. Hey, it's Jesse. Have you checked out the Resilient SLP? It's a monthly membership series that helps busy, overwhelmed, and stressed out SLPs with their, well, daily and chronic stress. By teaching them how to reduce the struggle and strain of stress and build resilience to it so they can feel more fulfilled and at ease with daily life in and out of being an SLP. If that sounds like you, head over to jessieandrix.com and click on membership to check out the Resilient SLP and sign up for it when doors open or get on the wait list now to know exactly when the doors open, when you can sign up to start managing your stress and building that resilience.